Alright, well hey there all you DC Comics News fans, comic book fans, fans of DC Comics News. Uh, the sound of my dog snoring, top five lists, podcasts, things to listen to while you're doing chores or commuting. Well guess what, you've arrived at the DC Comics News Spinner Rack, a home for many of those things. Most importantly, the dog snoring and a uh, 2022 resolution. I'm always trying to find the perfect place to record and sometimes that gets in the way of actually recording and then things get backed up and then well you know how it goes and things get backed up um <laughs> you start trying to play catch up everything goes wrong and that's why i can say only so many weeks got covered in 2021 and at the end, I didn't get to all of the weeks I wanted to, which was kind of a bummer and something I'd like to avoid. So the uh, 2022 goal that some might call a resolution, but I will simply call a new strategy, is that whatever the noise, whatever the sound, I'll be recording. So if that snoring dog gets 10 times louder, guess what? I'm still talking. If my mother-in-law who lives with us uh, decides to close every door in the house a hundred times and that's just how it's going that day I'm recording and you can listen to the clicks and tell me if you can point out just how many there were in an episode it can be a fun side game it could even be a drinking game not that I encourage drinking but if it's something you choose to do uh, maybe it could be a you know, positive development, sort of like every time I hear that click, I'll do something good. Well, however you want to take it. Oh, by the way, I'm your host, Seth Singleton. This is episode number 133. Dramatic pause there because a notification loaded just as I was looking at the episode number to confirm. And there you go. <laughs> I couldn't see the number until I could move the notification, and sometimes they're just stubborn. So, episode number 133, DC Comics New Spinner Rack, starting off 2022 with our January books. Happy to go ahead and let you know how excited I am to pick up 2022 with the goal of trying to get each and every week covered. That doesn't mean I'm always going to get it, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to try, because, come on. Who doesn't love a good try? Who doesn't love a good possibility? Who doesn't love a, a fight against the overwhelming odds? And why not use that as an opportunity to talk about our first book for uh, this week? Well, I'm talking about Justice League Infinity. And uh, man, it's good. By the way, did you hear the click? There you go. That's one. <laughs> uh, hear the dog snore? You can also track those if you want to. Although much more challenging numbers. Justice League Infinity, Part 7, The Mirror Cracked. Uh, if you love the Justice League Unlimited cartoon, Justice League cartoon, Justice League Unlimited cartoon, uh, boy, you're in for a treat because Justice League Infinity does all of the great things that you want. It keeps all of the great storylines that you've enjoyed, that I've enjoyed, because I loved all those cartoons. I, I didn't care about how much older I was getting. It was still going to be something fun for me. And... One of my favorites had to be uh, Amazo Amazo, and I love that he was uh, voiced in the cartoon 
by classic Star Trek and overall celebrated character actor. And now I can hear his voice every time that character talks, and it just makes it that much more fun. Plus, I can hear the gruff in uh, John Stewart's voice, Green Lantern. I can hear the uh, smooth, very alien, almost you know, uh, distant voice of John Jones um, or Johns. Sometimes I change up how I say it. We are in a moment of great uncertainty in this story <laughs> where so many things are coming into play. The multiverse, uh, a mirror vision, a brother, a clone, if you will, of the Amazo, a dark multiverse version, a, a twisted uh, but corporeal figure, one who has launched out and in doing so led to the ending of the universe, the darkness, uh, the anti-life equation. And as it does, it sweeps everything away. And because of that, well, oof, what can I say? You end up with a, <laughs> a really challenging point to start the story off, but then you have great heroes like Stuart keeping alive, Flash, John Johns, Batman, Wonder Woman, inside of a bubble held together by will. And then the belief, the connection, and the hope and possibility of how it is you can get out of that. This is a lovely story, crafted with wonder and imagination. Um, <laughs> and with it, you also get some seriously delightful talents. Um, it's, it's not easy to go ahead and just take together something that's already done so well in a cartoon and bring it to life on the comic with the same energy, but you got to give a lot of credit to uh, J.M. Dematis uh, and James Tucker, the writers, along with uh, Ethan Beavers, the artist, capturing that great style. Nick Filardi's colors, they, they're they just that same bright exuberance you remember from the show. And uh, A.W.'s D.C. Hopkins on letters with a cover by Riley Rosmo and Ivan Placencia. And for me, a really great story, a really great example of... All of the things DC has managed to do just so very well. Justice League Infinity, add it to the roster, add it to the lineup, put it in the best and greatest hits, and uh, chalk it up to a great way to begin 2022 with a great book. One that I would love to follow up on with. Another Justice League title for that one. I am talking about Justice League Incarnate. Yes, 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 yes. It's a good one. It's a fun one. It is written by Joshua Williamson and Dennis Culver with Ariel Olivetti on uh, the art for, wow, a bunch of pages. Nick Varela also submitting some pages. We've got Todd Nock, Mikhail Yannan, Andre Bresson. I mean, that that's, that's a four-person art team just going through the pages there. <laughs> it's fun to, to read through and, and note the styles and changes. Um, Hi-Fi on the colors, Tom Napolitano on the letters, Chris Rosa providing the uh, associate edit, and Mike Cotton on the editing. Yeah, you've got a fun little concept here. You've got uh, a cast of characters who <laughs> <clears throat> who inhabit Earth-41, pardon the cough, as promised, just charging through with the recording, you know. Oh, and there goes the snore snores. You've got a challenging battle that is taking place across the multiverse. 
you've got the Batwoman who laughs. Um, you've also got <laughs> Dino Cop and so many other great characters. Justice League Incarnate does a wonderful job of taking a hold of, of those wonderful pieces of the DC Universe and saying, oh yeah, don't, don't forget about this. This stuff's good. This stuff's really good. It's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> and it ends up being an absolute delight. The characters are wonderful. The stories are wonderful. No, I do not know what that jingling noise was outside. But as promised, there's another click. Are you keeping track? The story is a challenging one to keep track of, but it's a lot of fun. It jumps all over the place. It even makes uh, an homage to a classic image title and its characters. And then we've got fun from Darkseid trying to, you know, spoil things as he does, <laughs> as he so often will. You've also got the challenge of all of these forces with competing desires and motivations, and that drives their actions. And in it, you get the chance to sort of see like, oh, okay, so how is it that we come to an end? And it appears a lot of bad stuff has been brought together in a way that does not look good for the good guys. But through it all, the wonderful storytelling, the magical art, the colors that are just so brilliant. I mean, you know, it's so much fun when you get to pick these because you go from these pages that are just hued with pink electricity to like an orange sort of sunset or sunrise battlefield um, and you get a lot of fun from some characters who well I don't want to get into a licensing thing let's just say they look very familiar hey I think that's a garbage truck with that guess what time for a quick ad break I'm gonna go ahead and step away let you listen to all the good stuff we got here for you and let you come on back so we can hang out talk more of my top favorites from DC Comics this week. Stay tuned. Hi everyone, I'm here to tell you about the DC Comics News Podcast. Here every week to talk everything DC. Movies, TV, comics, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Hello listeners, this is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First, 
there was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spitter Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the Knight. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the Knight. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making Bat Shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Gogurt. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nerds. I definitely do not in need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents... Mad Love. The Harley Quinn Cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. F***ers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth joke. (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping. (laughs) We're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. (laughs) Off the the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything you want. Anything you want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't. God damn it. Look, all right. We're gonna Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes. Content creation reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's seasonable, whatever. 
check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. Hey, and as promised, we are back. DC Comics News Spinner Rack, episode number 133. I'm your host, Seth Singleton. We already got our first two books out of the way. A lot of fun. Time for my third. For this one, I am talking about Crush and Lobo, number eight. <laughs> this one is so much fun. I mean, there's a reason why Mariko Tamaki is just so good. And Robot Therapist, th sorry, I just got too excited. Robot Therapist Suck is absolutely a perfect title for this story. She, she, <laughs> she really understands Crush. She makes Crush one of those great characters I just can't get enough of. Um, now, we've also got um, Amanke Nahuelpan on the uh, art, Tamara Bonvalon on the colors. We've got Ariana Marker, no, Maher, on the letters, and Amanke Nahuelpan and Tamara Bonvalon. Sorry, the letters merged just a little bit i wasn't sure i had it right for the cover and then varying cover we've got jim bartell man so there's been this whole back and forth thing about how lobo wanted crush to visit and then crush got there and then lobo escapes and crush was trapped in the prison because her and lobo are the only two zarnians who have the same dna that could be you know identified enough to keep one of them captive and um because it's also so similar i.e almost clone-like well <laughs> lobo got stuck and then or crush got stuck in place of lobo then she was given a chance to go out and find him as like a bounty hunter but with this like bomb thing on her wrist and it turns out that this was all part of a study <laughs> a very twisted study let me just give you the gist of it essentially uh the plan was to use Lobo to attract Crush and then allow for the escape and then see what happens when they have to track each other down and use it for a, a scientific study. Now, if there's one thing that is uh, really not spoken highly of here, it's the book that is the focus of the story about Lobo and Crush. It's called Terrible 2. That's T-O-O. And it is the uh, it is the work of the doctor who's in charge of the prison. <laughs> and the revelation that this is all just part of some evil twisted idea. Um, <laughs> and I mean essentially it's like being told you're a lab rat you've been conned you know, and horribly mistreated in the process and then forced to go through a series of tasks all for the purpose of somebody else's research it it's not um a positive feeling it's not a rewarding feeling it's certainly not a uh, esteem building uh exercise yeah however it is what's happened and the result is one in which crush and lobo decide that They've had just about enough. They're going to take out all their frustrations. And there's even three panels that are censored when it comes to what Crush is actually doing to said doctor. <laughs> and the pride that Lobo seems to share 
in uh, his kin. So there's the possibility of a team up. You'll have to tune in to see whether or not that actually happens because there's also, you know, the chance for uh, Crush to go back to uh, see about Katie, see about fixing things, see about making right. And then there's also another offer, something that suggests greater adventures ahead all on her own. Which one is she going to take? I can't do that to you. It's the final issue of the limited series, and I can't do that to Mariko Tamaki. So you're going to have to pick it up for yourself, find out for yourself. All I can tell you is, yeah, it's a 10 out of 10 book, and that's why it's here, or a 5 out of 5 book, whatever you want to call it. That's why it's here on the spinner rack, because we only do the top five. And that is the story. For my fourth choice, I decided to go with Arkham City order of the world man this is so much fun i mean i i don't know if there's some sort of crime i'm committing by choosing this book so much or by loving dan waters um because <laughs> i just do um with art by danny colors by dave stewart um man it, it's hard not to have a good time when you're reading this book there are so many great things to enjoy. There are so many great ways for the story to go. And they just do. And there's something about the way Dan Waters just, man, his grasp on <laughs> the abnormal. But more importantly, how the abnormal wants to be normal. How it's this desire. How, you know, there's who we are. There's who we want to be. Um, also want to give credit to Ditchy Car with the letters. Man, they're phenomenal. I mean, the voices come alive with that. Sam Wolf Connolly on the original cover, Jim Bartell on the variant cover. You can get any and all of them, and you're going to be in good shape. Now, of course, there's also, you know, the story inside and the wonder and brilliance with which it is brought to life. You've got, you know, an Azrael who's striking out. You've got a... Uh, Ten-figure man who is now not the same man that he was because of a oof, painful injury. Um, you've got the doctor who's been helping him. And her being trapped between two worlds. You've also got two classically known, like, just powerful, dangerous figures who seek so much to be normal. They, they can't quite. They, they don't understand how it is that their normal existence, their regular existence is, uh, well, it's difficult to say the least. They, they want to be a part of the world, but they can't. They want to be a part of things, but they can't. They are toxic to the people around them. They can create great malady. They are a threat by their very existence. Um, and because of that, that thing they want, that, that choice to be normal, that factor that could play into everything they're trying to do, well, it, it's something they're denied just because of their presence and their being. They've been changed. And 
It's only Dr. Joy who provides the thread from the Ten-Eyed Man and the Azrael connection uh, later to these characters and what it means for them to be <laughs> so separate from the world that they so wish to be a part of. They're among those who have escaped from Arkham, and they are also helpful clues in this idea that Dr. Joy is looking into that's been described by the Ten-Eyed Man as uh, a map of Arkham, the asylum that can be laid over Gotham City and point to some very powerful and very interesting, potentially um, revealing details about Gotham. It's a really cool approach, really cool idea. This is yet another wonderful chapter, and it's why it's my fourth choice on this week's selection, which means it's time for my fifth and final. That's right. No hesitation. I go to Detective Comics number 1047, Shadow of the Bat, part one. This one is uh, it's a very interesting one. It starts out with the uh, Tower of Good and Evil, and apparently this storyline is supposed to be 12 issues long. Well, if you're going to have a 12-issue series, why not make sure <laughs> you've got the best and the brightest working on it? I mean, when it comes to a series like this, you know you're going to be in good hands with Matthew Rosenberg doing the writing, Fernando Blanco on the art, Jordi Belair on the colors, Rob Lay on the letters. And, man, uh, a powerful story contained within. So, you know, we've, we've moved forward. Things have changed drastically since A-Day, since the Magistrate. There is now a new structure called the Arkham Tower, very quickly built, rising up in the middle of Gotham. It is supposed to be uh, a new future, a new possibility for the mentally ill of Gotham, for those who have struggled, and for those who have become such a complication. One person who is singled out as being the key behind this approach, Dr. Weir, Dr. Ware, spelled W-E-A-R, I would think it would be Dr. Ware, but it would totally make sense for it to be pronounced Dr. Weir. Well, he gets a, a fun question, and it's from Deb Donovan. And Deb has already made quite a mark as a really great investigative reporter. And, uh, man, that's a loud dump truck and <laughs> garbage truck. Um, and she's digging in to the idea of, hey, look, you know, why isn't more public information available about these tests that you do and the pharmaceutical companies helping you with this new treatment and all the questions being raised. And then, of course, there is the uh, exemplary student brought out who at one time um, believed that he was a figure who attempted to terrorize Gotham known as Nero. Well, Nero with some Roman numerals after his name. One who knew Nakanu, one who threatened his life, and one who now appears greatly rehabilitated, happy to just refer to himself as Roy Dowd and to no longer desire any of the things he had previously. 
So, of course, when things sound too good to be true, when they sound like it, it's too easy, there's a lot of questions to be raised. Deb Donovan goes to Batwoman, and the two share their information. And it is just 24 days into Arkham Tower's existence that it appears a terrible development has occurred. And now, finding out just what's going to happen. Man, it, it's, it's going to be fun, because it looks like you've got this terrible thing right in the heart of the city. And it's only going to make things worse, the worse it gets. So, with that... Um, you have an amazing story, captured brilliantly. I mean, the art is just gorgeous. The, the colors, there's moments where you have these blue and red hues. There are these wonderful moments when suddenly everything feels bright and sort of sepia tone, like a memory. And then you have those wonderful dark blue, dark night images of Batman being who he is, doing what he does, and also showing us how his connection to so many characters is such a wealth of material that these great creators can draw from and bring new stories to life. That is uh, the story called House of Gotham, the issue, Detective Comics 1047, Shadow of the Bat, Part 1, and that is my fifth and final selection for this week's episode, number 133 of the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. I've been your host, Seth Singleton. My absolute pleasure to hang out with you talk about these five books and next week come back do the same thing that's my dog bruno there yep and my pitbull fiji who you sometimes hear doing big size and that's us on the spinner rack now for the whole gang just make sure you subscribe whatever platform you're listening to so you never miss not only new episodes of the spinner rack but as you heard during the uh, ad break episodes of the uh, weekly podcast bringing you movie news television streaming and comics and all sorts of other fun stuff episode by episode shows like i am the night and mad love and more great stuff in store so check us out send us all your thoughts and comments on your favorite social media from facebook twitter instagram youtube tumblr you name it just use the ad symbol in dc comics news that's capital d capital c capital c o m i c s capital n e w s when you do You'll let us know what you're thinking so we can have a great conversation with you. And with that, all we have to say until next time is always read more comics. Bye now.